2: All right, everyone. Welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick, listening to Matt Slick Live, and I hope you want to give me a call. If you do, all you have to do is just dial 877-207-2276. We have wide open lines right now. I want to hear from you. Give me a call if you want. And if you are interested, you could, instead of uh, doing that, you could just, uh, let's see, you could, um, email me at info at karm.org info at karm.org and if you have any questions or comments anything you want to uh, have me read on the air uh, you can do that and uh, we got some people they're always uh, emailing us and um, uh, that's weird oh that's interesting so anyway I got some stuff going on I'll have to check out all kind of stuff so next week I won't be in the studio well for the next two weeks Uh, I'll be on tomorrow and the next day I'm going to Israel and so um, Charlie Spine he's a friend of mine I've known him for decades and he'll be filling in for me and I hope that it works out well I have a feeling that there's going to be a glitch or two because that's just how things work but he's pretty good about stuff so it'll be fun And maybe he'll have some guests on. I don't know. don't know what's going to happen. So if you have questions for him, then you can do the same thing. And you can also uh, email at info at carn.org questions you might have for him. So, uh, he's actually the guy who got me started in apologetics by reading a quote to me. So he's been doing this longer than I have, and I've been doing it for 43 years. So, uh, there you go, you know. At any rate, uh, but he uh, didn't do it didn't do it full-time like I have and uh, but he still knows a lot, a lot of good stuff Any rate, there's that um, Okay, so if you want to give me a call eight seven seven two zero seven two two Seven six and like I said you can email me at info at karm.org info at karm.org and uh, if you have a question or a comment, I go here over the air Alright, having said all of that, uh, let's see, tonight uh, at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, I'll be on on um, Clubhouse, and I'll be doing a QA. and I answer questions on Wednesday nights. In fact, I was on Clubhouse this morning for about an hour talking to some atheists. It was an interesting dialogue. I've really tried to be um, patient with them, and uh, yeah, I really have. Also, it reminds me, I said something last night. Oh, man, I was talking to some people. uh, Boy, did they... They they reacted. I got talking to a bunch of other atheists. You know, I talk a lot of atheists, okay? I enjoy them uh, because their their arguments aren't very good. But uh, so I'm talking to them, and uh, we talked about all kinds of... And and I got talking about... uh, Excuse me kind of rambling here, talking about the end times and the persecution of the Christians. And the unbelievers don't sense or know or are aware of any persecution. So I told them, I said, look, this is what's going to happen. The Christian church is going to become weaker and uh, will Christian Christianity is going to be, become more and more Ridiculed and Christians to be more and more persecuted to be canceled, you know. And I they said, that's not happening. Oh, yes, it is. And I gave them some examples and some stuff like that. And I said, and the reason is because the LGBTQ Nazis are after us. And man, did they come unglued when I said that? (laughs) So I literally had to wait like two minutes. Before I could get a word in edgewise, they attacked me. You bigot, you, maybe you can't say that. And uh, you're there, you do this, and you should be, you know, all this stuff. There's attacks, there was insults, and in the whole bit. And then I, I said afterward, I said, You see, you are doing exactly what I said would happen. You see, I, I have the right to say what I want, and. If you don't like it, you talk to me. You say things all the time that I don't like, I think are, are uh, condescending to my Lord. And I'm re- I repeat uh, what you say, we talk about it. I say, well, you, you said this. Uh, look, we talk about that. I'm polite to you, but if I say the LGBTQ Nazis or the alphabet uh, Gestapo or Nazi, whatever you want to call it, I said, then all of a sudden, that's not permittable. I said, you see? That's exactly how it works. It begins with hatred, and hatred leads to violence. And this is what you guys are demonstrating. Now, they didn't have much to say about that because they were guilty, and they knew it. But it was an interesting discussion. But I do believe that that will be the case. But anyway, this morning I had a good discussion working on some stuff and um, working on all these articles. Man, i got so much to do. I'm going to miss it when I'm in Israel, too. I'm going to miss writing and researching. Maybe it's a good break that I need. Uh, maybe the people on the bus will be asking me questions. Who knows? Who knows? So it, it'll be fun. And you know what? I'm, I'm wondering how many people who are listening to me are going on that trip. In fact, you know, just for fun, if you are, if you're listening and you're going on that trip, you want to call and say, "Hey, I'm going." Uh, they, please do. You know, maybe some of you can do that and can't say it. I don't know, at work or not or whatever. But uh, that would be uh, it'd be fun, you know, just to hear. But I'm sure I'm going to see a lot of people. I think we have like, uh, I think it's 25 people uh, that are going with through the CARM outreach and some stuff. So, there you go. All right. See, just blabbing, just, just talking, having a good time. If you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. Let's get to Paul from Pennsylvania. Paul, welcome. You're on the air. Matt, how you doing, brother? Doing all right. Hanging in there. What do you got? So okay,
0: so on one of your your I'm gonna turn my uh Bluetooth off
1: back? Okay. So um on
0: on one of your on one of your area, the subject of you know documents.
2: You're breaking up a lot. You're breaking up a lot, so I don't know what's what's going on. But try it again.
0: Hold on.
2: Okay. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. That, that seems to be better. Go ahead.
0: Okay. So what I wanted to share with you, uh, on the Karm website, um, on the Mary subject of preaching and worship documents that uh, you wrote yeah. on November 11th, 2014, All concerning right. the... Uh, Vatican, uh, Vatican, Vatican, blah, Vatican Council Two. Yeah. If you go um, on there and go on page, uh, right where you underline about Mary being the object of uh, preaching and worship, um, if you go above that paragraph sixty-five, if you read the paragraph, this is where it blew my mind. But while in the most, but while in the Most Blessed Virgin Church, has already read. Uh, Reached that perfection whereby she exists without spot or wrinkle, the faithful, it it says. uh, Let me get back to that.
2: I can read it. Yeah, will strive to conquer sin and increase in holiness, and so they turn their eyes to Mary, who shines forth to the whole community of the elect as the model of virtues, devoutly uh, mediating on her, no, meditating on her. And contemplating her in the light of the Word made man, the Church reverently penetrates uh, more deeply into the great mystery of, of the Incarnation and becomes more and more like her spouse.
0: I would uh, stop having,
2: right there. That's what yeah. th- that's what concerned me. So yeah, now sure. we're
0: we, we we are Mary's spouse. I thought we were the Christ. And uh, you know, I'm talking know it to says uh, Roman Catholic. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to mm-hmm.
1: Books.
0: And
3: I'm,
2: uh, yeah. You're breaking up again. Okay. So let me read this again so I can put that in mind. Uh, Uh, Sparta wrinkle, sin increasing holiness, they turn their eyes to Mary who shines forth to the whole community of the elect as a model of virtues. Turn to Mary's idolatry. Anyway, devoutly mediating on her, meditating, excuse me, on her and contemplating her in the light of the Word made man, the Church reverently uh, penetrates more deeply into the great mystery of the Incarnation and becomes more and more like her spouse. More like her spouse the church because we're not like a spouse. yeah she's uh sometimes called the uh the wife of God yeah okay so,
0: uh, and, and, uh, Roman Catholics and the wife of God we're supposed
2: to, right. but you, yeah it's it, you're breaking up um yeah it's bad it, it's just it just all this is is idolatry it's idolatry yeah. That's what it is, and the reason I put that page in—it's on the article—is because it says when she is the subject of preaching and worship, she prompts. Yep, they the already changed it. Son. Yeah, they changed it, but that's in the they, book that I have. I've photographed oh, it, I photographed it, or yeah, from the book I actually have out in, in my garage. It's one of the books I won't get rid of because there's a proof. So they said that, then they changed it. Well, you know, maybe people can change stuff. They—they they were to say we formally retract that statement as being false. Oh, okay, let's work with it, but. Uh, yeah and then mary yeah,
0: has, I, I apologize for breaking up uh, we're having problems with uh t-mobile uh on the east coast right now
2: oh all over okay well, all right
0: so but uh, yeah it, it was um I, I just wanted to point that out to you no one uh i, I haven't heard anybody talk about the spouse part and uh yeah. it's it just it's just uh, amazing and uh you know, yeah, it's, it is. uh You know they have eyes, but they don't see. They have ears, but they don't hear. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. it, it breaks my heart.
2: Yes, I'm glad it does. And the reason I'm glad it, well, it does it, is because it shows you compassion in your heart for the lost.
0: Yeah, it, it's. I mean, I asked one uh, in the Roman is Roman Catholicism true room. Um, this one gentleman, uh, if he were to die right now and go to heaven, and and uh, he would stand before a holy and just God. What would you say if he said, why shall I let you into my heaven? He said everything, but because I believe in your son Jesus Christ died on the cross for me and atoned right. for me with his blood. Right. And it, and it's sad. Yeah. It's it's just, uh, I'm just trying to do my best to, 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 to shed light in the errors of uh, well the what they believe
2: here let me help you out with that because that's a concern I have too one of the things I've been doing lately is asking the Catholics to explain the gospel by which their sins are forgiven they can't do it I've not had a Catholic yet tell me and you can go to 2nd Corinthians uh, 4 verses 3 and 4 which says if our gospel is veiled it is veiled to those who are perishing That's uh, Mm. 2nd Corinthians 4 3 and you can read the next verse it's relevant and I'll say you don't even know the gospel and the Bible says because you're perishing and I said this is important and I'll tell them let me give you the gospel and that's one thing I'll do another is I will ask them if you pray to Jesus and you ask him to forgive you of all of your sins will he do that now they're gonna to have to say yes but a lot of times they're gonna say well yes but and then they gotta add Mary add the Saints add their sacraments add their crap and so yeah. uh, I they're done, and I said, but let me ask you, if you are to pray just to Jesus and just ask him, I don't argue with him. I just focus. If you were to ask Jesus this, would he forgive you of all of your sins? And it's sometimes it takes ten minutes to get an answer. And they'll finally it, it, give you an answer.
0: It, it takes forever.
2: Yeah. It's and, because they're and, entrenched and, uh, just keep uh, I
0: just keep giving them... Yeah, no, I, I, I'm doing exactly what you're doing. Is uh, I'm, I'm pointing them back to the Lord I'm, po- I'm pointing them back to the cross, and every snide comment, I just keep giving them Scripture, because Scripture you can't re- you can't refute Scripture.
2: Good for you, man. Hey, we got a break. If you want to hold, please do. If not, just hang up. And uh, we'll get back to you later. Okay. Hey, folks, we have five open uh, forum with lines. Excuse me. If you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877 207 2276. We'll be right back.
1: It's Matt Slick Live. Taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick.
2: All right, but welcome back to the show. Let's get back on with Paul if he's still there. Hey, guess you're still there. So, you want to add anything? Maybe he is still there. Maybe he's not. I think he's gone. All right, we'll just move along. Let's get to Ryan from Pennsylvania. Ryan, welcome back.
4: Uh, Thank you, Matt. Um, Again, I appreciate you inviting me to call.
2: Okay.
4: Um, I was looking on CARM, and I read your article, um, Reasons for Apologetics, and the third reason you gave was, um, we do apologetics to keep people from hell. And um, Mm -hmm. since you believe that God has chosen to be redeemed and the rest will be lost, how can you say apologetics or any other Christian activity keeps people from hell?
2: God ordains the means as well as the ends.
4: It doesn't matter if there's means. God has already determined who's going to be redeemed and who's going to be condemned.
2: Yes, and he uses means to do his will. He uses the preaching of the gospel it's, to bring the elect in, right? So should we preach the gospel if they're already decided, or should we not? not?
4: It doesn't matter, because the elect will be redeemed and the rest will be condemned.
2: Okay, that's called hyper-Calvinism, and... Uh, we believe in preaching the gospel because the gospel is that means by which God has ordained that people trust and believe uh, in Christ. So, just well, because God's that, ordained, it does you're responsible. I'm sorry.
4: Well, you may be. Uh, um, by the way, you talk about people coming unglued and insulting you. It is you that has been insulting to me the last two times, and every time that I've insulted you, I have done a mail call and apologized to you. And you have yet to apologize to me for it.
2: Okay, what have I insulted you about?
4: You, you, uh, when we were talking about logic the other day, and you talking about that I was a kumquat, and you insulted me personally, and I never, I, I, I was not impolite to you, and you were impolite to me, and decided to descend into uh, personal attacks and insults.
2: Well, I don't recall that uh, kumquat. I don't understand what that is, but. Um uh, if i've offended you i apologize uh, it's not intentional i do think you need to study more you know i'll tell you that well
4: um, matt i've been i have been studying logic and critical thinking for 35 years i have 35 hours of undergraduate in logic and i have 25 graduate hours in logic you have no formal training in logic okay so when we're talking about logic i am the one who's informed on this and you are not so you're, when you make personal evaluations and personal attacks on these things, and yes, it was offensive. And when you well, make personal attacks on these things, you are um, enforcing the idea that many people have of you—that you are dishonest.
2: Ah. Okay, so I'm dishonest. Um, all right. Uh, so I didn't say let's that. Say-
4: I said that's the impression you give.
2: Oh, that's the impression I give. Okay. Well, have to work on that impression, we don't want to give the impression that I'm dishonest, since I believe that that's sinful. But uh, if you've had all these undergraduate hours of logic, then, um, then uh, my comment to you is I think you need some more because I think you make some mistakes. And just because you have undergraduate hours doesn't mean that you get things right. I can see through a lot of the things that I you didn't. say and had to correct you several times. And just because I haven't had formal training doesn't mean I can't study and understand these things. In fact, literally, just this morning, I spent about an hour and a half with people who know philosophy. I've taken some pretty good notes on stuff. My notes on philosophy alone are 60 pages. And I'm learning and studying all the time. But, uh, you know, there is a factor of intelligence, not just education, and how we can put two and two together in different ways and, and understand things. And uh, I've caught you in logic mistakes several times. So just because you have your degree, your well, undergraduate Matt, hours doesn't mean that you're correct.
4: Matt, um, have you studied Alvin Plattega? I've read him. Okay, Alvin Platiga is the greatest Christian logician that has ever lived. I have studied his apologetic methodologies. And when he talks about properly basic belief, logic is not a properly basic belief, and he goes for that, okay? And that, that, that is the direction that I'm going. You are positing logic and law, what you call the laws of logic as properly basic beliefs, and it's not. And okay, so uh, you you're... are making critical mistakes and uh, so, asserting those things.
2: So you go with Plantinga. Well, why not go with Bonson? Or are you Vantillian or Clarkian? Do you go read those as well? Because they have differences of opinion with Plantica. Well, here's the
4: thing. If you had read Greg Bonson, he says in his journal articles that there are multi-value logics, that logic does vary, that science varies, and he, uh, he says that there are many values between true and false. Uh,
2: I didn't say there weren't. You don't get what I'm doing. Well,
4: when you, you. talk <laughs> about the destructive syllogism, and saying it's either uh, true or false and nothing in between, you are not uh, asserting that there are many values between true and false. You're wrong about that.
2: Let me me ask you a question. Is it true that 2 plus 2 is 4 or is it not true? Sure. Sure what? Which is it? It's true. Okay, so is it absolutely true that 2 plus 2 is 4? Is there a middle ground?
4: Well, that is one example of something that does not change, but there are many things that do change.
2: Well, so mathematics, which is based on logic, uh, is actually. Mathematics
4: somebody? is not based on logic.
2: Oh, it's not? So mathematics is not logical? No.
4: Mathematics, Bertrand Russell tried to prove that exact point, and he failed. And he okay, tried I'm to do that you. with Principia Mathematica, and he failed.
2: I'm just asking you is logic, uh, excuse me, is mathematics logical?
4: Is mathematics logical?
2: Yeah.
4: It can be. But it, okay. uh, it is, uh, there is no direct connection between logic and mathematics,
2: no. Okay, there's no direction between logic and mathematics. Okay, so then, here's a question for you. Why does mathematics work in the real world since mathematics is an abstract idea?
4: Okay, mathematics is an extracted model from the world around us. The reason that it works is because it uses um, the world as a model and it extracts out from there. If you had studied mathematics, you would know that plane geometry works to a certain degree, and then when you get outside of Euclidean geometry, plane geometry no longer works. The same thing with calculus, the same thing with differential equations, the same thing with quantum mechanics.
2: I understand, but they relate to actuality. How does a universal abstract principle then comport to actuality? If you say you extract it out of it, then what you're saying is you're apprehending a universal abstract principle out of materiality. How do you bridge the gap between that? between those two issues the abstract and the, and the uh, material
4: I don't have to I begin with the, with existence as it is and our my encounter with existence as it is as oh. an existing thing with, with through sense perceptions I learn things about the world around us and I extract models as predictions of the world around oh. us and that is logic and that is mathematics
2: and so you know the problems with empiricism then right
4: Well, sure, there's problems with empiricism, but we all begin uh, with empirical understanding of the world around us. That's how we begin. All knowledge is with the empirical and the existentialism. No, it's not
2: true. All knowledge is not given. You don't know all the cases of all knowledge to be able to say all knowledge is is based on empiricism. That That is is not what I said,
4: Matt. That's not what I said.
2: Okay. What did you say then? I'm sorry. I said
4: knowledge. I said all knowledge begins with the empirical. It does not end there.
2: Okay, so how do you know that all knowledge begins with the empirical?
4: How else does it get here? Okay? We no, begin no, no. with sense perception. Even our knowledge of God oh, begins with um, our, either our hearing the Word of God or seeing the Word of God or sensing the presence of God. Our knowledge of God oh, begins with the empirical.
2: No, you're making universal truth claims based on empiricism. Empiricism, for those who don't understand, is gaining knowledge of your senses. But the problem with empiricism is you don't know if your senses are actually representing reality. You don't know the nature of reality. It doesn't have to. Because yes, it does. It doesn't Otherwise, have you don't to. Have we a we This is basic stuff. Come on. Hey, we got to go. There's a break, Ryan. Thanks for okay. calling. Okay. Got to go. Hey, folks, we'll be right back after these messages.
1: It's Matt Slick Live. Taking your calls at
2: 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Hope you enjoyed that little uh, repartee uh, in logic and philosophy. I try and keep that off the air here because few people understand what we're talking about, but uh, I thought I would talk talk with him a little bit about it. Nevertheless, uh, let's get to Mike from, let's see, North Carolina. Mike, welcome. You're on the air.
5: Hey, Matt. Uh, that was an interesting conversation you just had. Um, I'm assuming that that man is an atheist. Uh, no, he's, a, he's, supposed a no he's, a, he's supposed
2: to be a Christian. No, oh. he's supposed to be a Christian. But uh, I would just say that uh, he doesn't ground the ultimate in God's nature and God's character and God's essence. And the reason and by the way, this is a thought, this is not to speak about, about his back, but the reason I ask about the relationship between mathematics, logic, and actuality is what bridges the gap? What why does they have this proper relationship? And I've been wondering about this. And I asked this of atheists. Now he's not an atheist, but they'll say, Well, it's an extracted model. But that's that doesn't work because that means it's empirical and empiricism is simply the idea that you gain knowledge through your senses but how do you know you're observing things properly? And how do you know that Bob next to you is observing it properly? Because his senses are different than yours. These are serious issues. These aren't just uh, tricks in words. These are serious issues and empiricism is problematic. And then when someone says that you have all knowledge empirically, you don't know all knowledge to know if we have it empirically. And that's an assumption. And so, what I find when I have discussions like this, and I ask people, I said, the only way I can I can bridge both is uh, between mathematics or the, the the universal concepts, universals of mathematics and logic, with the physical realm, is if the ultimate uh, source of them is the uh, the one God, who's the one in the many. I get into philosophy yeah. and and things like this, and, and uh, particulars and manifestations, coherence and things like that. And so, I'll have conversations like that. Uh, you know once or twice a month, maybe, but uh, not on the air generally. Anyway, I like talking about it, it's, for me it's fun, but at any rate, go ahead, oh, I'm sorry.
5: Okay. Well, I enjoy hearing it. Uh, but anyway, the, yeah. the, uh, the, the question I had was, um, when was the book of Revelation, as a matter of fact, when was the last date of the writing of the Bible? Was the whole of scripture written before the destruction of the temple, or was it written after the destruction of the temple?
2: Well there's debate. There's discussion about that. Most uh, of it, I believe, was written before uh, 70 A.D. But it looks like Revelation was written in the 80s or 90s. So there's some people who say, well maybe it was written earlier also. And I'm just not an expert in it. I can't tell you the the arguments for and against. Uh, I just don't know. But I've read commentaries that have have said, so-and-so says this for this reason, that person says this for another reason. And so I would say it was written uh, anywhere from the 60s to the 90s, and I'll let the, um, the experts uh, duke it out on that one.
5: Oh, well, I won't believe the experts. You know what the definition of an expert is, don't you? Someone who knows more and more about less and less.
1: <laughs>
2: it's um, like uh, It reminds me You know, a, uh, get a bachelor's degree or a BS We know what that stands for And then an MS degree is more yeah. the same More the same as MS And then PhD is just piled higher and deeper <laughs> So <laughs> I was like those yeah. Got <laughs> a kick out of those But at any rate <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Apparently uh, it was written field? during The, uh, the uh, Emperor's Life Domitian Which is like uh, Early 80s uh, to Mid nineties, so that's where some of them say. I kind of lean towards that that it was written at that time. That's just my opinion,
5: right? Um, well, then, then that brings up the next question: Why is the destruction of the temple, which has to be Jesus's greatest prophecy? I mean, the temple was everything to the Jewish nation. Uh, mm-hmm. Not mentioned anywhere in, in in the New Testament. There's no there's no mention of it.
2: That's a good argument for why they're written before it. I use that argument with the Book of Acts to date it before that. And uh, then we have to ask, is it in Revelation? And I don't know if it is or is not because it's so symbolic.
5: Right. Well, actually, as, as I've, I've been studying the Book of Revelation, which is you know kind of tearing my hair out at the same time. <laughs> uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, what I'm finding is that there's an awful lot of passages in the Book of Revelation, and I don't have it. I don't have my bible with me right now and I'm terrible at memory. If I didn't have a driver's license I would forget my name. But um you know as so many passages in the book of Revelation are almost taken directly from the Old Testament as a matter of exactly. fact you can almost accuse you, you can almost accuse the, the the disciple John of plagiarism. Um right. So I you know I go
2: I I'm sort of disagreeing with you. I go back I hear you.
5: Yeah. But um, anyway, I thought I'd ask you because I got into a discussion um, with a fellow brother, and and he believes in the late date. And I I believe, and I'm not sure, um, you know, I've, I've read the arguments for both. But so far, it seems like the argument for the early dating uh, is the one that holds the most water. Because in the book of Revelation, yeah. John is told to measure the temple.
2: You know, um, yeah, but what does it so, mean? See, I hate to be so mystical about this, but seriously, what does it mean? <laughs> I'm not just saying we can't know anything, but it's like, what does that really mean? And because then we have the Jerusalem, you know, it was 1,400 mile cube, but it's like, what? What's going on? And so I, I don't know, but you know, maybe Revelation what? was written earlier, but I just don't know. It doesn't matter as long as it's written and it's in Scripture. But someone read once, they said, Revelation is like the index to the Bible. It's, you look it up, you've got to go back and find out where it was re- referencing, that, that kind of thing.
5: Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me let me ask you one, one more question. What do you know about uh, Dr. Kenneth Gentry? Nothing. Are you familiar with him? Nothing? No. Oh, okay. Because no. he For has a book name. out... It's called "Before Jerusalem Fell," but he okay. supposedly did his uh, doctor dissertation on uh, on mm. um, on the Book of Revelation. And when mm. it was written, and apparently he's got some amazing books. Now there was a couple of them that are a bit a bit over my head. I think uh, like you know, seven hundred pages. Uh, wow.
2: Yeah.
5: Uh, my attention span is not quite that good. Um, <laughs> I find as I get older, my attention span seems to regress more towards the infantile. But. Um, Anyway, what
2: you said I'd respond. thanks a
5: lot I, I appreciate it. i was I was hoping you could just give me one of those you know right down the line answers and I have I have it and I can move on but apparently I my search continues
2: yeah it's it's uh, it's an issue and revelation has a lot of controversy about its date from the 60s to the 90s but it's with a 30year period roughly maybe 40 depending on how you know inclusive but uh you know it's in the Bible and uh, I, I just I study it occasionally and try and learn from it. So, okay. But it's a good question. It's a good mm-hmm. question. All right. Okay. Oh, all right. All right, brother. All right. Thanks, Matt. All right, man. God bless. Bye. Okay. Hey, just want to mention that uh, JesusFreak48, thanks for the rumble rant. That means a little bit of support, and you can do that. You can give uh, a little bit of money in that rumble. That's not why we're doing it, but, hey, people like to support. They like to help out, and so thanks a lot uh, from JesusFreak48. I like that, JesusFreak48. That's nice. All right, let's get on the air with Stacia. Hey, Stacia, welcome. Hi. Hi.
3: Did you ask people to call in that are going to Israel on the trip?
2: Yes, I know you are.
3: Yes, I am. That's why I was calling. I'm picking up my granddaughter at the moment, but you wanted people to call in if they were going, and you know I'm going, but I'm calling in anyway.
2: Well, good. Are you flying from, uh, what, Seattle to L.A.? Oh, yeah. Where are going? Okay, so we'll be seeing you in L.A. Yeah, on Sunday. Okay. Yeah, because you're flying in on Sunday because the trip is until Monday.
3: Yeah, but it's the only time that we can um, or I can get in and allow time to go through customs before we get on the plane to go to to Turkey.
2: No, but the flight, we we leave. When do we leave on, uh, let's see.
3: We we leave at like 1 o'clock, I think. Yeah,
2: something like that, yeah.
3: Um, so but you're in just order getting there the get night before. Seattle. Yeah.
2: Okay. Wow. Yeah, and then yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm reversing in.
3: that on the way home.
2: Yeah, I'm flying in uh, the day before also, and uh, got got a hotel, so I'll be staying there. But um, then, but what's gonna be bad is coming back. I got to get up at old dark thirty to get, get on a plane <laughs> to <laughs> come back here. But anyway, that's what happens. That's the way it is. So, yeah, well, well, okay, that's yeah, what you got to do you.
3: when you're not in LA. So,
2: that's right, Boise, Idaho. That's right. I wish I could have flown out of Salt Lake or something, but everybody's going to LA. Uh, not everybody, so they're flying out of uh New York and LA and then they're gone, yep. except for the guys from uh South America. They're flying into one's Paris and one is I think uh in Spain, Barcelona, I think. But anyway, we'll be seeing. Wow, be that fun. would be fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it be fun. Yeah. So we're going to have fun. Well, I'm
3: excited. I can't wait. I'm as ready as I can be.
2: Well, we're going to have a good time. There's a lot of walking and uh, bus sitting yeah. and things like that, but it's it's great. And the best I've found is the people on the bus. You get to make these great uh, friendships on, on buses. People are just in a good mood all the time. It's great. Yeah. Yeah,
3: I'm, I'm totally to excited.
2: And you get to meet Eric, too, Eric Johnson. He's great, too. You'll, you'll have a good time with him. All right, Stacia, there's a break. God bless. <laughs> We're looking forward to bless seeing to you. you. All
3: right. Okay.
2: Bye. Okay. Bye. Yeah, Stacia used to live here in Idaho, then moved to Washington. She's going to go write Bible study. She's a sweetie. Hey, we'll be right back after these messages. 877 207 2276. right back.
1: It's Matt Slick live. Taking your calls at 877 207 2276. Here's Matt Slick.
2: Hey, everybody, welcome back to the show. If you want to give me a call, 877 207 2276. Right? Oh, he <laughs> was. All right, let's get to Teresa from Ohio. Hey, Teresa, welcome. You're on the air.
6: Hi, Matt. How are you?
2: Doing all right. Hanging in there. Hanging in there. So, what do you got?
6: Yeah, um so I'm stuck down in there. Mm. The gentleman next called in, uh, and uh, oh my gosh, um, I know he probably knew a lot of what he was talking about, but I think he needs to study a little more on self-control and anger. He got me totally confused on something. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, okay.
6: Well. Uh, you know when y'all was talking about um, God's elect? Okay, yes. I guess I don't understand, that okay, I guess what I don't understand is that if God already has his elect chosen and he knows who he's gonna choose for salvation I don't understand that because he says that he doesn't want to see anyone lost so could you maybe kind of explain that a bit
2: yeah I'll give you the short version Um, in Ephesians 1 4 God the Father chooses the elect chooses people that's what it is in Christ uh, to be holy and blameless he predestines okay. them so the choosing is done before the foundation of the world that's what Ephesians 1 4 says that's what it says Second Thessalonians okay. 2 13 says you've been chosen from the beginning for salvation and so this idea of God choosing people for salvation is right there in scripture even though most people's eyebrows shoot up in the air when I tell them and I quote them where the references are, and I show right. it to and I'm really surprised. Acts 13:48 says, "As many as had been appointed to eternal life believed." And the word "appoint" uh, is "tasso" in the Greek, which means to set into place, to put in order, right. right where things are to be specifically. As Many as had been appointed to eternal life believed. So what we know is that because God knows all things, and He and nothing can occur without His permission then every event that occurs in the world works after the counsel of his will. Ephesians 1.11, he works all things after the counsel of his will. So our free will choices, all free will choices, work under the counsel of God's will. They cannot be independent of God. They cannot exist independently of his work and his will and his permission and sovereignty. And that would be a heresy for anybody to say that they do. So. Right. when God elects, that's what he does. That's what the Bible says. I'm sorry, but that's what it says. If people don't like it, then don't read the Bible. Yeah, it's sure. there. Elections all over the place, of, of individuals as well as, um, as, as groups. So anyway, now, uh, so we should evangelize because that's the means that god uses to accomplish the saving of his people jesus said he came to save uh, the lost and he says all that the father gives me will come to me john 6:37 now when you talk about the issue he, he says that his he says
6: that his 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 uh, sheep whatever know his name they hear right, his, his voice.
2: voice right john 10, 27, 28 Yeah, i, I agree with right. you
6: on all that Okay. Now, when it comes um, I to got the saved issue of, at 12 years. I'm sorry. Anyway, I got saved at 12 years old, and uh, didn't understand it too much. Didn't have anybody really training me up in it. Um, kind of got a little astray, and got into the world. But even in the world, I still felt that God had His hand on me. And here I'm now. I'm 66 years old, and I've been uh, following Him and, and doing, you know, being obedient for years. I guess okay. what I want to say is I've always felt that he has a hand on me, that I always felt that he had been calling me, even through okay. the bad times out there. So I agree. I just kind of got a little teeny bit confused. But uh, I just want to say wow. I appreciate your show. And, um, yeah, Ollie, I don't know how you got through that.
2: <laughs> well, there's a, there's a, you also asked about the uh, other part about he wants all to be saved. That is an interesting. Yes, study. Yeah, he says that
6: he doesn't want anyone lost or anyone to
2: perish. See, that's an interesting study because he talks about this in Second Peter three nine and First Timothy two four, uh-huh. and yet at the same time, uh, Jesus speaks in parables so that people will not be saved. That's Mark four ten through twelve. So there's
5: right, there's
2: right. all and it's it's a fact. So we have to harmonize them, and there is a way to do that. It's not hard. But there's a way to do this. Some people just say, well, he wants all to be saved. That's it. So they, that's the way it is. I'm not thinking any further. I'm not looking any further. I'm not going to be challenged any further. And that's what he wants. And the reason that we don't all get saved is because of our free will. So people, when they, right. they espouse this, are actually espousing humanist philosophy. And they don't realize it. They're not having God-centered theology. Because Jesus says, you can't come to me unless it's granted to you from the Father. John six sixty five. Yeah, he called. That means unless he calls you it means that
6: uh,
2: it means that those who he doesn't grant it to don't come to him as hard as that may be that's what it says because Jesus says in John 6.65 you can go 6.66 just back one verse John 6.65 you cannot come to me unless it's been granted to you from the Father and God, uh, Paul the Apostle says that God grants that we have faith, Philippians one twenty nine. So, uh-huh. that's those are the facts. And Jesus speaks in parables, so people will not be saved. Mark four ten through twelve, and in Second Thessalonians two, I think it's verse eleven. Let me check. Yes, for this reason, God will send. Uh, upon them a deluding influence so that they'll believe what is false. So God sending an influence that deludes them and they believe what is false. And so um. if God wants everyone to be saved, if that's what it means, then why are these other things there? This is the this is when we have to say, okay, now we've got to sit down and talk and think. And this is what I've been doing for years, working on these uh, types of topics. And I can tell people right. how to make sense of it. And there's, it's a bit of a study. It's not complicated. I just show them things. Look what the Bible says. Look at the, how God uses the word here. Look what he's doing. And you won't know that if you don't do a study like that. That's all.
6: That's right. Mm-hmm. And I, I write down this stuff, and then that's what I'll I'll stay on now because, you know, you have clarified it, and I was kind of on the right track. But it kind of you know how you can get confused a little? I appreciate well, you clearing it up for me, and I, I just really love you so doing what you're doing.
2: Well, praise God. And I hope you enjoy Charlie when he's on for the next two weeks uh, after this weekend.
6: Uh, kind of I will. I will. Yeah, Charlie's right. a good guy. Thank you so much. And he much. may
2: not agree with me on everything, too. <laughs> and that's okay. it will give you his opinion. All right?
6: That's okay. okay. Right. That's what makes uh, life kind of exciting, right? Yes. All right. right. Thank you. All
2: right. Sure. <laughs> Okay, let's get to Spence from North Carolina. Spence, welcome. You are on the air.
0: Hey, Matt. First of all, I just want to say I appreciate your show. I listen to it quite often um, during my commute back and forth from work.
2: Um,
0: The question I have for you is that um, I came across online a topic about uh, Satan and the Archangel Michael um mm-hmm. having war for for the body of Moses, and I just want to get your, your take and your perspective on it before I go home and do some research and study as to where I can find the scriptures that support it or don't support it.
2: Well, he's, the issue of the body of Moses is talked about in uh, Jude 9, and I think it's a reference out of... I'm looking at my notes. My Bible program here helps me out. I don't want you to think i got all this memorized but Deuteronomy 34 6 he buried him in the valley of the land of Moab opposite Beth Peor but no man knows his burial place to this day so are you asking why uh, no one knows and what the dispute was about between Michael and the enemy
0: yes was it for the body of Moses or her?
2: okay well there's conjecture we don't know because the bible doesn't say however i would venture to guess that the reason that the body of moses was hidden is so that the jews there would not either dig it up or take some remnant of him or it and turn it into an idol that's what i suspect is the case okay yeah In
0: interesting
2: yeah because, uh, uh, what go ahead
1: Mm-hmm. Right, I'm
2: sorry. Well, uh, you say lifted up the snake, remember that? And uh, yeah. they, there's, uh, I forget where it is, but they were worshiping it. And, um, I'm trying to find it where it is, but I can't remember where it is. That later on the Israelites started worshiping it. It had to be destroyed. It's either in, I, I forget where it is, but I remember reading that. So people just have this this habit of of being idolatrous. I mean, look at the Catholic Church, look at the Eastern Orthodox Church, look at the secular world. So, you know, get that, rid of that body, hide it, so that it can't be used as a, f- a focal point of idolatry. That's what I, that's my opinion. I, I lean towards that. Okay.
0: Okay. All right. Sounds good. Thank you.
2: All right. Well, God bless. All right. Well, okay. We have about uh, four minutes left in this show, or three minutes, I should say, and uh, nobody's waiting. Let me see if I can find an email or two, and. Uh, to kind of get to because sometimes people uh here's one uh you have one listed as parallelism parallelism uh, but i thought it was something else as well ask seek knock out of matthew 7. the first word is ask. it leads to three in total I can act, yeah that's what that is it's called chiastic structure okay well that's not really a question or anything there um okay so all right let me talk a little bit about idolatry uh idolatry is giving to the creation or some aspect of creation that which belongs to God alone. So God alone is the one who is eternal who hears all our prayers, who answers our prayers, who is the Holy One. He is the one who alone possesses these things because that's the nature of God. If someone were to give a characteristic or an attribute that belongs to God alone and give it to a created thing that's idolatry. Now, That's a direct form of idolatry. So it's idolatrous when the Roman Catholics for example give an attribute that belongs to God to Mary so God can hear all our prayers all the time spoken and thought in different languages and knows the intentions of our heart. This is a quality of God but I've had so many Catholics tell me for example that Mary could do the same thing. Hence idolatry because you're giving to a creature that which belongs to God alone now if you're a Protestant you wouldn't do that kind of a thing but let me ask you is there something else in your life that might be considered an idol now I'm not you know just you know, just swinging in the, in the air hoping I can land on something I'm, you know just want to think about we have to be careful because we don't want to give security and credence and our hope in objects and things but ultimately should be in God that's not to say we can't trust a good car and and an airplane and things like that I'm talking about the, the goal of adoration and worship which belongs to God are you putting it in anything, thing a person other than God um, and, and things like that so you know when my wife had open-heart surgery I had confidence in the doctors and they saved her life because something happened on the table and she would have died. And these skilled surgeons literally saved her life there. Not only were they fixing her heart, but something else happened and they they saved her. So I'm not giving them an idolatrous uh, appreciation, but a trust in their capability. But God is the ultimate source of the wisdom and the ability that they have, they were given. We could talk about this quite a bit, but the point is that we need to make sure that we don't give to the creation that which belongs to God. He is the one who we need to bow the knee to and worship and adoration. But it's okay to trust your doctor and your liability to your car. That's not idolatry, okay? All right. Hey, by God's grace, we're back on here tomorrow. Tonight, in two hours, I'll be online answering questions on Clubhouse. And you can go to karm.org forward slash social hyphen media. And you can check out the link and stuff there for Clubhouse on there. Go to join it.
1: Another program powered by the Truth Network.